And now you want to tell me that one would have his hands clean in that? If any of these stories that are coming out about Juan have any truth to them and create a portrayal of who Juan Dixon really is, there's no doubt in my mind is somehow involved deeper in this lawsuit that he has been named in. This is not just another housewife podcast. Celebrity gossip consuming my brain. You cannot tell me that for the last two years, all of these dates have not been blocked off with NFL stadiums. It is all happening. I'm Brett, and this is the Oops I Gossiped Again podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a lot to discuss today, but first I want to fill you in on some changes that are going to be happening here on the podcast. Originally, I planned to do two episodes a week, one on Tuesday, one on Friday. That's how they've been releasing. And I think that was really great as I was getting started and it gave me an idea of what I can and cannot handle. In the gossip world, news travels fast and I felt like I really needed to be on top of everything and then I realized that it was a little too much for me to undertake with the recording of the podcast and then the couple hours that I spend editing, it became too much and I made the conscious decision that I'm going to change things up. I'm going to give you one episode a week. It might be a little bit longer and it is going to come out every Thursday. So set reminders every week, mark your calendars, whatever you need to do. This is also going to help me to create more recordings and episodes for the Patreon members. I'm going to have more content going over there. I will do little mini episodes throughout the week and they might not be as production wise as the regular podcast where I can just, you know, take some, take a quick recording or take a quick even voice memo or something and really connect with you guys more. Also wanting to do live meetups on Patreon. I don't know how often it'll either be at at least once a month, if not twice a month, but I will put the link for Patreon in the show notes. But we have a lot to talk about today, so let's dive in. Paris Hilton has announced that she and her husband have welcomed a baby boy via surrogate. The announcement came late Tuesday night on Instagram with a beautiful photo of her holding his little hand. I am just so overjoyed for her. I have been, you know, this is my age and my millennialism coming out, but I have been on the Paris Hilton bandwagon for many years. We're basically BFFs. We grew up together. We are, you know, hanging out on the weekends in my dreams, obviously, but I'm so happy for them. There's always been a lot of talk about, is she going to have kids? Nikki has, I believe, at least two, I think three. Her younger brother has also had a baby. There's been so much talk of, is Paris going to ever have a baby? And I feel like for her, it was really hard because she just got married like a year and a half ago. And immediately people were all over her about a baby. And this woman has built an unbelievable brand and empire on her own that when she said, you know, we just want to enjoy being newlyweds, everyone was always talking about will they or won't they, will they or won't they, like let them have a minute, let them have a minute. But back in October or November, 
Kathy Hilton was actually on E! News and I could not believe, I never watched the actual airing of E! News. I just watched clips after, but I think they had asked Kathy something about Paris having a baby and Kathy slipped and said, they really want to, but they've been really struggling. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just saw that live. I cringed like typical Kathy Hilton, probably saying things she was not supposed to say. And shortly thereafter, Paris had actually kind of debunked it and was like, I don't know why she would say that. You know, we've been doing a lot of things. We've been doing IVF for a long time. And we're, you know, she's made comments about collecting eggs and and whatever. So whether or not there was actually something that they were struggling with, maybe Kathy was right, but just probably not right timing to say something. Either way, They have a very healthy, as far as we know, healthy baby boy that they delivered via surrogate. And I freaking happy for her. She deserves this. She also has a memoir out that is now on pre-order, which of course I have ordered, but I'm so happy for her. And I think that deserved number one topic today. So congratulations to Paris Hilton for the welcoming of her new baby boy. And speaking of babies, let's transition into Kylie Jenner, who shared on a random, I believe Saturday night, late on a Saturday night, a random photo on Instagram with her son and finally released his name. And it is Air. And people asked like, how do you pronounce it? People were thinking, because it's spelled A-I-R-E. People were saying, how do you pronounce it? And it could be like airy, whatever. And she did say, no, it is it is air, but it is spelled A-I-R-E. So there's a lot of controversy around this. And, you know, waiting so long to announce the name of the baby, first of all, Everyone has speculations of why she did it on a random weekend. Of course, there were so many people that were like, oh, well, there's obviously a controversy with the Kardashians and Jenners coming because why would they make such a public announcement without any controversy happening? But in my opinion, I feel like this was such a good move for her because everything that they do is so calculated and so set up and always seems to have this timeline of there's something they're trying to cover up or there's some big announcement, like maybe it's a promotion of something coming, whatever. Maybe it was just her being like, okay, now's the time. I'm going to do this on my terms and the way that I want. It doesn't have to be a big spectacle. It was just a really cute photo, like a selfie of her and her son, and his name was in the caption. That was it totally normal. Is this a way for her to try to be more relatable? I don't know. Could be. And another thing that I was thinking about is his birthday, and I had to Google exactly the date because I knew it was sometime like winter, but his birthday is on February 2nd. So next week he's going to have a party and all of these people are going to be around taking photos, all, all of her sisters specifically, but then again, her friends But all of her sisters taking stories and sharing the birthday party and whatever, she probably did not want to have to deal with one of those sisters accidentally outing his name. Because you know that if we did not know his name, there would be so much speculation going on. She wouldn't be able to like have happy birthday air on or a sign like first birthday, anything like that that includes his name at this party if she was still trying to keep it super private because someone would be bound to accidentally show his name. 
So I just think she was like, I don't need this drama. I'm going to do it on my own terms. I don't need it to be calculated. There's nothing we're trying to cover up. But also, I'm not going to let one of you bitches spoil my son's name. (laughs) Other controversy around his name is that apparently people dug into it and A-I-R-E means my penis in Arabic. And a lot of people are like, okay, but your sisters are all Armenian. And remember there was that stint where they were going to Armenia and they were really embracing their Armenian culture. If your sisters are that involved in their Armenian culture, wouldn't they be like, this maybe isn't such a good idea because this is what it means in Arabic. (laughs) And maybe she did it on purpose because he's a boy. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's comical. It was very quick how people picked up on it. It's just also entertaining to me how obsessed people can become with the things that are announced by the Kardashians. And then we wonder why they get so much fanfare for things that they do. And these are the reasons why, because everyone takes it and runs with it. It's press. It's simple press. Whatever the reason is, whatever the meaning behind it is, it is official that Kylie has released her son's name for the first time. And we can all now rest easy and stop asking that question about the Kardashians and worry about other questions we have about them. Speaking of someone that is bringing up headlines all the time, though, Taylor Swift. Two things happening around the social media world surrounding Taylor Swift. Number one, it is known now that Miley Cyrus has taken over the number one spot from Antihero. Antihero has been in the number one spot since it released in October. That is the longest running number one spot. Miley Cyrus is now number one with flowers. And I saw one chart that said the other was Shakira. And then I saw another chart that said the other was Kill Bill by SZA. Miley Cyrus is number one, either Shakira or SZA is number two, and Antihero is number three. A lot of people are speculating that now she is going to release the video for Lavender Haze because if you are a Swifty, you will remember when she was dropping little trailers and hints before Midnight's came out, there were little clips that looked like there was a music video already recorded for Lavender Haze. And of course, that's just pure speculation, but it was like there were a bunch of these little clips all put together into one trailer talking about all the videos that were going to accompany some of these songs. So of course, we've already had Antihero video and we had the Bejeweled video. We're still waiting for that third video that was referenced, which because it was there was a lot of purple, there were a lot of people thinking that it was going to be a Lavender Haze. Now, if I'm thinking in my with my clown face on, the, the Lavender Haze could also coincide with a release of Speak Now because Speak Now is the purple album. So without getting you know too far into the clown theories because we all know how much I, we all love them dearly, people are now speculating that because Antihero is knocked off of number one for the first time that she is now going to release this video for Lavender Haze, which would then likely result in the streams and the numbers of Lavender Haze to now boost and jump up the charts. So now I'm going to use my friendly thoughts, and I'm also going to use my business Taylor Swift, let's think about reality thoughts, because I'm not a fool. I know that as much as Taylor has always been like, it's all about the fans, and it's all about the people, and this and that, she's a businesswoman forefront. She is a businesswoman. So if she sees that someone else has knocked her off of the charts, she is likely going to, in turn, release something that is going to flip that switch. That is the business sense. That's what my logical brain is saying. Now, my heart brain, (laughs) the brain part that is connected to the heart, I think I talked about this in the episode on Miley's Flowers video, and I really feel like 
Miley took a little nod from Taylor to drop all these little things to get people to talk about her and to talk about the song and to talk about the video in a way as Taylor does. Does that mean that she and Taylor had discussions about it? I feel like it could. They're probably not the most likely besties, but they're they're probably in touch, in my opinion, uh, in my dreams, I think. So my heart brain is like, hang on though. Knowing like what Miley did with that song and another fellow artist around the same age, really coming back from and putting herself out there in a way as Taylor has, I want to believe that Blondie is going to be like, okay, I'm going to let Miley have her moment for a while and relish in this and allow it to sit there for a bit and maybe hold off. That's what my heart brain wants to say. I'm not a fool. I know that next week we could have, hell, even to, you know Friday at midnight, we could have the video for Lavender Haze. I get it. I get it. But again, putting my clown face on, friends. Putting my clown face on. But my logical brain is like, yeah, we know Lavender Haze is now coming. <laughs> but here's the other thing in Taylor Swift news today is that this week, the Senate began hearings on the Ticketmaster debacle. There are witnesses that are testifying against Ticketmaster as well as representatives from Live Nation and Ticketmaster that are appearing before the Senate in hearings, in judicial hearings, to discuss the way that Ticketmaster and Live Nation handled the sales of their tickets. I said back when all of this happened about the Eras tour that I felt like this woman is a mastermind and maybe in her own way she was trying to make this happen. That's that's what I feel on it, that she was trying to somehow create a stir that was going to get money more to the artists in a fair way for their fans without taking all of this money, without taking all of these fees. I feel like it is not a fucking coincidence that Taylor managed to have this whole thing blow up with the Eras tour. And now here we are in a Senate judicial hearing involving the fees and how things are sold. What I didn't expect was multiple, multiple <laughs> Senate members getting up and quoting Taylor Swift in their arguments, and most were white men in the government, <laughs> did not have that on my 2023 bingo card, I will say, but how iconic. How iconic is that there, I think of all the clips that I saw, I want to say there were five or six different Senate members that used a Taylor Swift line. One, for example, was when they were talking directly to the head of Live Nation. They're like, at what point can you not look in the mirror as Ticketmaster and say, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding. Someone else said, this is why we can't have nice things. I mean, it was over and over again. And if you go on TikTok or YouTube and Google the Ticketmaster Senate hearings, you can see them all. And it is hilarious to me. It is so funny the way white men are now quoting Taylor Swift in a Senate judicial hearing. And I say all that to say this, that I hope for the sake of fans, for people like myself that went through that debacle, but also try to get other tickets and are just like, what in the world? Why would I ever pay this much money? I hope that it comes down to Ticketmaster and Live Nation having to do something differently, having to refund people or at the very most, re or at the very least, refund people for things like that, but bring the cost of them down because they are the ones that are running up the prices. And you can't afford 
to go to a concert when you're getting a ticket for $1,000 a piece. And that is because of the way that Ticketmaster boosts the costs and everything else. It is not like they're talking about the artists and the venues. I'm sure that that all plays a part in it. But once an artist sets up and says, this is X, I want them sold for X, then why in the fuck are we now spending triple? That then becomes a Ticketmaster issue. So hopefully we will see this come to an end that we can all get back to enjoying and going to concerts on a pay scale that does not break the bank. Let's talk Salt Lake City. It is Wednesday when I'm recording this. So tonight airs the part one of the Salt Lake City reunion. Obviously, I will not have a recap on that on this episode because I haven't watched it. I I can't predict the future. I can predict, however, though, it's going to be a whole lot of bullshit that we don't really care about. Uh, to be quite honest. What I do want to talk about is something that's happening in real time, and it involves friend of Angie K. So Angie reshared an Instagram story this weekend from the Utah uh, Sundance. I don't know if it, I think it was like Utah Fashion Week, which I still think is so comical that uh, Salt Lake City has their own fashion week. That is just hilarious to me. So Angie shares the selfie of her and an individual, Shane something, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, At this fashion week, people were quick to start identifying this certain person, an individual, and find other photos of him online where the t-shirt that he is wearing in this photo with Angie K on the back in big white letters, it says white lives matter. So of course, everyone is now going on the defense of black lives matter, rightfully so. And they start doing diggings into who this man is and the connections that they have with Angie K and her husband. Then it goes so far as saying that this man is also followed and or friends of Lisa and John Barlow. Now we have this whole narrative, Angie Kay and her husband and the Barlows are all intertwined and interconnected and parts of White Lives Matter and not inclusive. They need to be canceled. They need to be off the show. My only comment to this is, are why are people fucking shocked? Why are people surprised? This is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They are in Utah. They have put the entire show based on Mormon values and beliefs. Like if you go back to season one, episode one, it is exhausting. I think when I first started this, when that actually, when that franchise first came out, I had to restart that episode at least a dozen times and I could not get into it. It wasn't until about a year ago that I finally watched all of the episodes and I was like, okay, it's gotten a little better throughout the time. But the entire first season is so encapsulated by this story of Mormon values and beliefs. So are we really fucking shocked to think that a religion such as LDS Mormonism is not that inclusive to all humans, races, religions, sexual preferences? I'm not shocked by this, and I don't understand why people are so shocked. Of course, you can have the, you know, quote, Heather Gay, bad Mormons that don't follow suit and are, you know, inclusive to everyone and inviting everyone. But as a whole, as a whole, I'm just not shocked by this. I don't know why people are. It's just comical to me as a whole that everyone is so obsessed with this and going on this rampant rampage about canceling them and getting them off our televisions, them being Angie K and apparently now Lisa Barlow because of this, when we know who they are and what they are at their actual core. 
And if you felt that way that they needed to be canceled prior to that because of these things, then you should have thought about that when you first started watching the franchise, in my opinion. And to further that opinion, I don't think we need to worry about canceling Angie Kay and not giving her an official snowflake or canceling Lisa Barlow because I feel like Bravo as a whole is going to cancel the entire show. I do not think we are going to get another season of Salt Lake City anytime soon. If it's not canceled at a whole, it will be, quote, put on pause for quite some time. I just don't see that the viewership is there. I don't feel that the dynamics are there. I think it's going to take the same or similar route as Real Housewives of Dallas and not be back around. But if you think about the situation with Angie, it's just I'm not shocked by it. I, I wasn't even actually going to talk about it at first, but it just snowballed into such a huge thing. And when they started getting Lisa and John Barlow involved, I was like, okay, I just want to mention this and kind of share what's going on. Meanwhile, we have Jen Shaw, who comes out of the woodwork, comes out of her hole of hiding in her home, waiting to turn herself into prison, who then goes on Instagram and Twitter and with a Black Lives Matter. Rightfully so. I see what you're doing there, Jen Shaw. I I get it. I'm with you. I understand. But ma'am, you are not doing anyone any favors right now. Like you scammed people with a lot of money. (laughs) No one is really looking for your support in a whole lot of areas. That's just my opinion. The fact that nobody has taken this woman's phone away, like Coach Shaw, come on, sir, take this woman's phone away. Keep her off of social media. Deactivate all of her fucking accounts. She should not be sharing anything. She should be focusing on what's at hand, and that is going to prison. Super intrigued to see what the uh, reunion brings us tonight. I think it's going to be a whole bucket of nothing. (laughs) My expectations are not high, but let's get into Real Housewives of Potomac. Because these women are giving a whole lot. This week on Potomac, Karen tells Ashley, who then blabs, you know, to Robin, of course, the secret that she didn't want Ashley to tell anyone. And uh, let's rewind for a hot second and talk about that. Because Karen knew exactly what she was doing telling Ashley this secret. We have watched Ashley take every single piece of information that anyone has told her and open her mouth and bring it up at all costs. So Karen knew exactly what she was doing, slipping this little piece of information to Ashley Darby. Karen tells Ashley that she knows for a fact that one has a girlfriend who is blonde and looks like her. And later tells Robin that one wanted a threesome with her and that one is attracted to her and that's why his mistress looks like her. I just... I'm never going to forget that part. Never. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting off topic here. So this was all in retaliation of Robin who had kind of come for Karen's integrity and morals as a person. So, of course, Karen retaliated and brings up the wedding again and then all of this drama. What we didn't know, what we didn't know was that this was going to lead to an announcement one day later exclusively from people that Robin and Juan actually did get married. And while it was filmed, well, it was done after filming had wrapped, there is going to be something about it it's going to be featured on the reunion the reunion was recorded last week so there's accusations that one is having an affair which I will also say I mentioned this on TikTok this whole season has just become one person who may or may not have done shady things with someone else's spouse over and over again like there isn't a person that hasn't spewed rumors of infidelity or shared them or been accused or did the accusing on this entire cast. And then I started wondering, is this why they chose red? (laughs) Is this why red was the color in the opening this season? 
because it was, it's all about infidelity from every angle. But we have Juan getting accused, right? That comes out on Sunday night. Monday, we find out, nope, they're actually married. Okay, cool. And now the people are starting to come to the surface. Friend of mine on here that I follow, that I enjoy sharing stories with, that I enjoy discussing back and forth with, Giorgio says on TikTok and Instagram, and I believe he has a podcast as well, he came last night with some receipts and there was someone that slid into his DMs that said, I dated one for over a year. She had receipts of their hotel transactions. She relayed stories that when one was done with a girl or a person that he would then transfer them onto his friends. And she was actually at a hotel one night when a friend of his came in and exposed himself in front of her. And that's when she left and cut it off with one. And I've also heard other people that are getting similar DMs from other women. Now, the, this isn't the blonde woman, that, the blonde woman that looks like Karen, apparently, according to Giorgio, that came into his DMs. But this is happening all in real time. And unfortunately, you know, they waited until after the reunion to say this, that they were married. And now stories are coming up. So of course we can't ask any questions about it, but also not that Robin is going to be truthful. Not that Robin is going to be truthful, but then it gets my brain going, okay, so all of these stories are now coming out. And back in November, we have the lawsuit that was filed by one's basketball player. Remember that I have an episode on that. That was the alleged catfish situation where his player was being told to send photos and then forced into sexual engagements with allegedly the assistant coach. And now you want to tell me that one would have his hands clean in that if all of these stories are true? Mm-mm. No, I don't believe it for a second. If any of these stories that are coming out about one have any truth to them and create a portrayal of who Juan Dixon really is, there is no doubt in my mind that this man, at the very least, is somehow involved deeper in this lawsuit that he has been named in. Now, remember, he has been named in the lawsuit because he's just, he's the head coach and didn't do his due diligence to investigate the situation and investigate the claims. But now there are multiple women that are coming out and saying, this happened with one, this happened with one, especially the, the one that Giorgio spoke with that is giving full receipts and then sharing a story about how he is allegedly pushing the people and the women off to his friends after. That does not look good for his lawsuit situation. Did he know? Did he know that the coach was allegedly catfishing the player and did nothing about it? I don't think this is going to bode well. I don't think that there was an exact date of when they got married. I, I guess I didn't look that deeply into it, but this lawsuit is another piece of information that feels very fishy to me when it comes to their marriage because is it so that she can't testify against him? Is she fully prepared or do they think that he is going to have pure innocence and they're not going to have to pay anything in is they're now going into this marriage with the same money woes that they had when they got divorced and did all of that shit in the first place. It just all feels very sketchy to me and I don't like it <laughs> for lack of better terms. I just don't like it. And let's talk about one more thing that I don't love about Real Housewives and that is Larsa Pippen. Just flat out Larsa Pippen. And if you agree in any capacity, you probably don't need any more information. 
I am, however, going to tell you my thoughts and my feelings. I did not start watching Real Housewives of Miami until I think October of 22. And that was when they showed the trailer for the new season. And I knew the new season was coming up in December and people had always talked about it. I never had Peacock, so I didn't put that much effort into it. So I literally binged season one, episode one, all the way through, and I was ready for the premiere of season five. If you are listening to this and you haven't watched, you could probably skip seasons one through three and watch four just to get you caught up. But I do suggest watching season one as well. Now I say that because Larsa was on season one and then she disappeared seasons two and three and came back. And when I was watching from the very beginning, I actually was live tweeting and kind of had just sharing my thoughts from the very beginning and and doing it as I watched. And I specifically remember one of my tweets watching season season one was like, Larsa is a horrible person. Does she ever change? It, It was something along those lines. That was the gist of it. Like, I can't handle watching this woman. And all of the replies were, nope, she does not. Nope, she does not. Nope, she does not. And so watching her come back and the things that she says especially this season like every time she let's get into the the reason I'm bringing this up is because Nicole and Larsa are having an argument in which Nicole had basically said I didn't know you and therefore I didn't want to invite you into my house like I like to know people before I invite them into my home and Larsa took this massive offense to it and said that Nicole was being condescending and all of this Now, I am on Team Nicole here. I can understand that you are a housewife. You are on television. It is completely normal to throw engagements, to attend engagements, to do all these things and film these, quote, real parties with people that you don't know when new housewives are coming in. And when this happened, Nicole was the new housewife. However, Larsa had just come back. She wasn't technically new, but she hadn't been with them in the last few seasons and over the course of the last like five or six years. So Larsa has this whole complex over Nicole saying, I didn't know you. That's why I didn't want to invite you to my house. And Larsa retaliates against that comment to Nicole with saying, well, I heard a rumor that you slept with the doctors all over your hospital. What? Ma'am, these are words that can ruin someone's career, absolutely destroy her. And she is not just, you know, running a boutique or out here serving parties or anything like that or, you know, a nail salon kind of basic modeling type whatever Miami things. She is a doctor. She could lose her entire career over one statement because you're pissed off because she said, I don't know you and I wasn't comfortable with you being at my home. And it actually really upset me to see Alexia and Marisol being like, well, that was, yeah, that was rude. You shouldn't have said that. That was, that was very mean and you should not have said that to Larsa. Like if I'm going to invite someone to my home, I want to know them. What Larsa did was accused her of being a whore, essentially, with people that she works with as a professional. And Larsa just has no filter. Larsa does not realize that you cannot say things like that. She does not care. And then we saw little clips that Larsa had been kind of dropping little things. She did it to Lisa in like the first or second episode about the mortgage thing and getting into a fight with with Lisa about it. Larsa has not changed since that first episode in that first season. The woman is still ridiculous. And all the people that are defending her and saying, well, that was rude of what Nicole said. They are not seeing behind the facade 
of who Larsa puts out and portrays to be that she actually is being very cold hearted and she is dropping all these little bombs to stir up drama and piss people off. There's no understanding that some things you just can't say or you just shouldn't say. If that's what she's really thinking, then keep it up there, babe. Keep it up there or pack it into your, quote, non-surgical booty. Because nobody, she made a comment that people judge her because of her ass. Nobody's judging you, Larsa, because of your big ass. We're jealous of your ass. What we are judging you on is that you will not admit that you got a BBL. (laughs) You will not admit that it's fake. You did not build that booty doing any sort of workouts. That is a Kim K booty that she may have paid for or stood in as a model when you two were BFFs and you went under the knife. We're not judging you for the butt. We're judging you for the lies. The reunion filming is supposedly happening today for Real Housewives of Miami. So I'm sure that should be real interesting. And thinking about seating arrangements, I don't think they were leaked. I, I'm assuming that Lisa will be sitting next to Andy. And I have a feeling that Larsa will be too, because she's kind of at the center of all of the bullshit amongst everyone. My heart goes out to Julia because I'm sure that they're going to grill a lot of things that happened with her marriage over the year. And it has also recently been announced that Martina has cancer. So I'm sure that she's going to be in a very vulnerable state. Marisol will likely have too many cockies and just be drunk the whole time. Nicole, I feel like is going to have to defend herself in a way that she should not have to defend herself. And it's because of Larsa being a jerk to everyone. I'm very much looking forward to the Miami looks for the reunion. That is what I'm looking forward to. I'm not actually ready for the season to end. So if we could just make it like three more months, that would be great. Thank you. And that is all I have for you today. We've discussed a lot of different topics and kind of rushed through them, but I would love to hear what you think. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it on your Instagram stories, tag me, oops, I gossiped again so that I can see that you're listening and leave a rate, leave a review. I really appreciate it. Again, I will put the Patreon into the show notes. So if you would like to join, it is $5 a month. We will have lives. We are going to have more little clips, you know, always I'll have the no ad podcast once I start doing ads more. So I would love to see you inside of the community. It is also open for conversations at all times. We'll be doing some Q&A, all kinds of stuff, fun stuff. So I hope that you will join. In the meantime, I hope that you have a wonderful day, a wonderful weekend, and I will be back to gossip with you next week. Bye.